0: Well, hello everyone, and I want to welcome you to read through the Bible with Elder Linda. I also want to say Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a couple days away, um, so we want to um, want you to enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday, Amen. Because I know a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to spend time with uh, family members, so it's going to be an exciting time uh, since the COVID and everything that we can all kind of get together, you know, safely and enjoy. And love on each other. So enjoy your Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. So today we have a really good lesson. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the flood of Noah's day. And just wonder, did you know that the flood waters actually sat on the earth for five months after it rained and it, the waters came down and all that? It's actually just sat there for five months on the earth. That's a long time. For water for the water to just be sitting there so if anybody survived the flood or tried to survive the flood there's no way they could have tread they could tread water for five months that's how long the water just sat there and the water was so high it was 22 feet above the highest mountain peak 22 feet above the highest now you know how tall mountains are the water was 22 feet above that and it just it just stayed there It just sat there for five months did you also know that it took five months for the water to start receding and that's just for it to start receding not for it to all be gone it just started going down after five months it took five months for it to start receding for it to go down we're also going to talk about The fact that after Noah and his uh, family came off the boat, God instituted some new rules for mankind. So we're going to get into that. And we're going to, uh, the other thing we're going to talk about is a pending judgment for our day and time and compare our judgment day that's coming to Noah's time. And yes, the earth is going to be judged. And we've talked about that before. Judgment day is coming. But we're going to get into that um, once we start the lesson. So, amen. So glad you joined me. Let's just start with the word of prayer. Just getting you a little tidbits of what we're going to be talking about. And hopefully you'll be able to uh, block off about 30 minutes so you can get this word inside of you and uh, so you can grow more in the Lord. Amen. We can grow together. Hallelujah. So let's start with a word of prayer. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. We ask you to come in and Be the teacher and show us some things, O God, that we've not seen before. Uh, Open our hearts and open our ears and our eyes and our understanding that we might have a better understanding of you and your word. And we thank you for your precious word. In Jesus' name, amen. So amen. Um, Last week we were, we started chapter seven. We actually read the whole chapter. So we're going to go to, let's start in verse, we're going to start with like verse, around verse seven. Of chapter 7. And start discussing some of that. And in verse 7. Uh, well just think about. By getting on the ark. Noah and his wife. And his three sons. Sham, Ham and Jephthah. And their wives. And all the animals. That God instructed them. To, to bring on. Two by two. And the the ones that were. Um, supposed to be used for sacrifices and eating. He told them to bring those on as uh, a pair of seven. And all the birds that came aboard. So Noah and the animals and the birds and the animals that God instructed them to bring, they, all these people escaped the flood. Everybody else was killed during the flood. God's judgment will fall. Remember, he gave them 120 years to get it together and obviously nobody still came up righteous but Noah so let's just talk about this a little bit um and you know and, and some people might be thinking well what were they eating on the ark you know just some of the the uh minute things that sometimes we think about uh keep in mind that they're still vegetarians at this point and God gave Noah about 120 years. To store up plenty of seeds, fruits, and grains for all the people that were going to be on the boat. Him and his wife and his sons and their wives. And to to bring enough food for all the animals. So he had 120 years to get all that together. So he had plenty of food. And remember, they're not eating meat at this time. So they're, they're not having to worry about killing any animals to eat for food at this point. Man was not given permission to eat meat. And we'll read about that in a, shortly in until Genesis chapter 9, verse 3 through 4. But in verse 10 of chapter 7, God was very specific. He told Noah, he said, after seven days, the rain is going to start. So he told him specifically uh, what what he was going to do. In verse uh, 15 and 16, it talks about after two days. After two of every kind of animal and bird enter the ark, everything that breed, male and female, entered the ark to continue the population after the flood. So remember, God is God is still thinking about mankind uh, because He could have wiped everybody out, but instead, He's preserving um, a segment of the population so that. Uh the, the world won't be completely destroyed. So that population can, can, can continue after the flood. And just remember also, as we see in verse 15 16, that God is the one that closed the door. God closed the door. So when it comes to uh time for God's judgment to fall, God will shut the door. And we have to think even in our day and time, God has given us plenty of time to get it together. Because when it's time for God to judge this world and the world as we know it right now, it would be too late when his judgment falls. So, you know, I just would plead with you, just don't wait till it's too late. If you feel God tugging at your heart, uh, saying, come on to me, give your heart to me, you want to do that because you don't want to wait until it's too late. Anyone whose name is not found in the Lamb's book of life will have their part in the lake that burns with fire. And that's talking about us for our day and time. This is this is what it says in Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. If your name is not found in the Lamb's book of life, when God's judgment falls upon this present world, just like it did back in Noah's day, but it'll be a different kind of judgment. This one, this time it will be a judgment by fire. And But if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you won't have anything to worry about. If your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life, you'll have your part in a lake that burns with fire. So you'll be eternally tormented. And God doesn't want that for any of us. That's why he's waiting. That's why he's calling you. That's why he's wooing you. That's why he keeps dealing with you because he wants you to, to give your life to him. He doesn't want any of us there. You know, hell was not even made for humans. Hell was made for the devil. The devil and all his is imps. So God doesn't want any of us there. So that's why he's calling and wooing and his grace and his mercy and uh, his long suffering. And he's, he's waiting and dealing with us, hoping that we will change our mind and, and finally come to him and give our hearts to him because he don't want any of us to perish. So how do we get our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life? It's easy. It's very easy for you to get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life of Life is very simple. You simply give your heart to Jesus. If you give your heart to Jesus, your name is at that point written in the Lamb's book of life. And then you don't have to worry about the lake that burns with fire because you become one of his and he's going to come back and get you and take you to glory with him. Amen. So you want to accept him in your heart so that you are uh, covered. Amen. But Noah was, it says Noah was about six hundred years old when the flood came. That was in verse eleven of chapter seven. So remember, he started building the boat at five hundred. Uh, he finished uh, building it around about six hundred when God closed the door and had them go into the ark. And according to Manners and Customs is uh, one of the study Bibles that I that I use. Um, I one of the study um, books that I use. The earth was flooded by two great sources of water during Noah's time. This is the judgment that happened during Noah's time. It was a massive downpour of rain and a gigantic geysers or gushers of water that came up from the ground. So again, we mentioned this before, but the water was coming from the it was coming from the top with rain that they had never seen before. Rain for 40 days and 40 nights. But it was also coming up from the earth in like a geyser or a gusher that's going straight up. So the the earth is getting flooded from two different directions. In verse uh, 17 through 18, it says, As the waters rose, the boat floated safely on the surface. So remember, God has made a way for Noah and his family to survive in this big, huge boat. In verse 19, It says the waters rose 22 feet above the highest mountain peaks. And we talked about that. Everything on earth died except Noah and those in the ark with him. And obviously, of course, you know, the fish didn't die because they were in the water. So the fish survived. In verse 24, it talks about um, the fact that the earth stayed flooded. And we talked about that for five months. And that's a long time. That's a long time. Nobody could survive that. There's some other scriptures in the Bible that talks about Noah and what happened here. And if you can just write it down, I'm going to read the scripture to you. But in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, feel free to turn to it if you want. But I'm going to write it since our time is limited. I'm just going to read it to you. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7 says, Uh, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. So again, God told, God will tell you secrets when you're his friend, when you walk close to him, when you're listening, when you spend time with him, God will tell you some things just like he told Noah by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world. And he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So again, remember we said the people from the Old Testament, they didn't know Jesus. Um, so the way that they were justified, the way that God accepted them, was if they simply had faith. If they simply believed God and believed what he said, um, they it was accounted to them as righteousness. Jesus compared our coming judgment day. To the judgment day in Noah's time in Matthew chapter 24, verse 37 and 38. And again, we're just doing some, reading some scriptures that uh, talk about the flood of Noah's day. So in Matthew 24, verse 37 and 38, it reads, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. They're talking about Jesus. They're talking about what is going to happen in our damn time when our judgment day happens. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Hmm. So it sounds like life was going on as usual. Everybody was doing what they always did. Until the day that Noah entered the ark. And mind you, Noah's building this big, huge boat in in plain view in sight of everybody, so it's not like they didn't see what was going on. They saw that he was building his boat, and I imagine they probably had a good time laughing at him uh you, right, Noah's going to rain. we've never seen rain isn't uh, you know Noah's probably a little cuckoo, you know I'm sure they had their their little jokes and stuff that they teased him about and Noah, the faith of Noah that he never saw rain before, but because God said it. He trusted in God and he continued to build the boat for all those years. In Luke chapter 17, verse 26 to 27, it reads, and it was in the days of Noah. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the son of man. Verse 27, they ate, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. So some people look at, uh, you know, okay, you talking about the end of the world is coming. I don't see the end of the world coming. Everything is the same. We, we still do everything. We still have babies born. We're still doing everything like we always have done. Um, but that's how it's supposed to be. And we're going to read down here further how God said he wanted things to continue. But please, please, please understand that the end of the world is going to come. Judgment Day is going to come. And you want to be in the ark of safety, which is in Jesus Christ. You want to give your heart to him so that you're in the right place at the right time. Amen. Peter also made reference to this day in 1 Peter 3.20. And it's talking about when Christ died. And he went. He went and preached to the spirits in prison. And verse twenty says, "Who formerly were disobedient, talking about these spirits that are in prison, when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water." And this. This. And when Jesus uh died and some you know we talk about he uh went down to hell and uh took the keys of death and hell from the enemy himself and it talks about him here that he preached to um the spirits that were in prison and there's different comments about that um were the spirits that he was preaching to the demon spirits that, that had been locked up there or were the spirits he preached to um the people of Noah's day that didn't listen to him be honest with you, we don't know um we can only assume or or try and and conjecture against about that, but um we're not gonna always know everything and I just want to set you free from thinking you gotta know the answer to everything because God is not gonna always tell us everything uh some things the holy spirit uh is not gonna tell us because we're not ready to receive it so uh Things that you don't understand, don't get stressed out about it. You just put it on the shelf. Well, Lord, reveal that to me. Make me understand that. Uh, give me revelation regarding that. So, uh um, be honest with you, I don't have a revelation about who these spirits were in prison that he, he spoke to. But the Bible said that Christ died and he went and preached to the spirits in prison. So, maybe God will give you a revelation about that. But, amen, in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. And it's talking about God here. He says, and he, God did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness. So he, he was not only righteous, but he, he preached righteousness. He told people about God. He talked about God. Bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. Second Peter chapter three, verse five through seven says talking about, and this is talking about scoffers, the scoffers, uh, scoffers with those who make fun or mock, um, uh, the fact that Jesus has not come back yet saying what happened to the promise of his return. So in the last days, there's going to be a lot of scoffers. A lot of people are going to mock, uh, the Christians and say, okay, where's your Jesus at? Y'all say he's returning. Where he at? Um, but he will be returning. But anyway, in verse five, it reads, "I'm in Second Peter chapter three, verse five. They deliberately forgot, it's these scoffers that's talking about where Jesus at. They deliberately forgot that God made the heavens long ago by the word of His command, and He brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water." Verse six, then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored up for fire. So this is how we are going to face judgment. Well, not Christians, but people that don't accept Christ in, the, in, in these last days on judgment day, uh, there's going to be fire. He's not going to destroy the world by water. It's going to be a fire. They are being kept for the day of judgment when godly, when ungodly people will be destroyed. God has a lot of mercy and a lot of grace and he has not come back and we need to be thanking God that hasn't come back yet because uh, there are some people that aren't ready for his return. If he returned today, would you be ready? Would you be ready to go with him? Amen. So that was chapter seven. Now we're going to read chapter eight and see how far we we get with this. In chapter eight, starting in verse one, it says, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth and the floodwaters began to recede. So it's a point, important to remember here that God remembered Noah. Don't you want God to remember you? In the midst of everything that we go through, we want God to remember us. Remember us in the midst of all of our trouble. Remember me, O oh God. How many times have you said, God, don't forget me. He's not going to forget you. Just like he remembered Noah, he's going to remember you. God remembered Noah. And he sent a wind to blow across the earth and the floodwaters began to recede the underground water stopped flowing and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the flood waters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. Then after 40 days Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the flood waters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had rec- excuse me had receded and it could and it could find dry ground. But the dove could not find a place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. I'm in verse 10. After waiting seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the flood waters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again this time it did not come back noah was now 601 years old on the first day of the new year ten and a half months after the flood began the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying two more months went by and at last the earth was dry then god said to noah leave the boat all of you you and your wife and your sons and their wives release all the animals the birds the livestock and the small animals that scurry along the ground so that they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth so noah his wife and his sons and their wives left the boat and all the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and the birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race. Even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. So God said he would never do that again. So amen, Um, just Let's go a little bit further here, and then we're going to close shortly. But in verse 1, and we talked about that, how God remembered remembered Noah and his family. He didn't forget about him. We talked about how awesome it is for God to remember us. He can change your situation no matter what it is when he remembers you. Amen? So God will never forget you. Keep that in mind. He loves you so much. You're on his mind. He said, my thoughts concerning you. That's how much he remembers us. He thinks about us all the time. It's more than the sands of the sea, more than the stars of the sky, if they could be numbered. That's how much he thinks about us. So God will never forget you. You are the apple of his eye. Did you know that? There's a scripture that says you're the apple of his eye. Say, so he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. So I'm always saying don't mess with God's people because when you belong to God, oh my gosh, you have a whole army backing you up. God and the angels and the Holy Spirit and Jesus is praying for you. You got a whole army in your corner, so uh, God won't forget you. So we're gonna we're gonna actually in, stop with that. The fact that God, God will remember us, He will never forget us, and keep that in mind as you go through the rest of the week. That God's got you in mind and He's thinking about you right now. That He loves you so much. But I also want to make sure I invite anybody that's out there who have not accepted Christ to go to my channel um, and view the sinner's Prayer. There's a short version. What I did was I explained uh, the sinner's prayer because I wanted them to, you to have an understanding of what you're doing when you give your life to Christ. So I explained it. Uh, but then there's a follow-up teaching tape on my channel as well, and it's called Teaching About Salvation." So once you uh, review the video on the sinner's Prayer, Go to the one about the teaching channel so you can learn all the scriptures about your salvation. Amen. And next week we will finish up on chapter 8 and um, and talk more about the flood. Because next week it talks about how the flood recedes. Amen. So let's just close with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord God, for everyone that's listening and out there right now. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you touch the families, even as they're gathering together for this Thanksgiving celebration. Father, I just pray for divine health, divine healing in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that no one gets sick, Lord God, as they meet with their families, Lord. Father, and that it will be a blessed time, God. I thank you for, for even keeping your eye and your hand upon us, O oh God, keeping us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger, God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, even for those that are listening to this video who maybe have not decided to turn their hearts and give their lives to you, O oh God. Father, I pray that you would tenderize their hearts, Lord. Father, Holy Spirit, that you would even go forth right now, and those that are that might be in confusion, in the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for giving them a sound mind. Father, we just come against anything the enemy would try to do, Lord God, to keep them down, to keep them out, in the name of Jesus, Father, that they would know that you love them, O oh God, with an everlasting love, that you would never leave them, that you would never forsake them, and that you have them in the palms of your hand. Holy Spirit, we just we're honored. We're honored to be able to study your word, oh God. We're honored, oh God, Father, because we know there are countries where they can't even study the Bible, where they're not allowed to read the scripture, oh God. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. We pray, Lord God, that you would even be with us if we go to our separate places, oh God, and keep us in in your arms, Lord God, in your arms of safety. And we give you all the praise, all the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed Thanksgiving.